If you've ever applied for a home loan, you'll remember all too clearly the painfully detailed process where you had to supply all those documents, proving your ability to service the, the mortgage. The regulator APRA requires those lending the money, usually banks, to make sure that you can pay your mortgage if the interest rate on the loan in question rose by 3%. That's called the mortgage buffer. But there are calls for APRA to take another look at that buffer as the cash rate seems set for a 10th straight hike later today. For more on this, I'm joined by UNSW adjunct professor and former APRA senior bank analyst, John Paul Monk. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having me. First of all, the mortgage serviceability buffer, as it's known, is currently set at 3%. Can you tell us in simple terms what that actually means? Yeah, so basically the the buffer exists uh, as a a kind of safeguard to to test before a mortgage is granted, can a borrower still afford repayments if uh, the cash rate or if the cost of that mortgage uh, ultimately goes up by, you know, the amount of the buffer. As you said at the moment, that's 3%. So uh, that means anyone being assessed for a mortgage today would be uh, looking at what's the, the the door price of that mortgage today plus an additional 3% for contingency. We've had nine straight cash rises and looks like we're going to have the 10th later today. It's all, all but inevitable, I think. And that 3% mortgage buffer hasn't changed whether you're applying for a new loan or refinancing an existing loan. What are your concerns around that? Yeah, it's a good point. I suppose uh, the 3% makes sense when the cash rate's 10 basis points uh, and you've got a very, very low rate on the average uh, mortgage being sold. Uh, and I suppose what we have seen is those 2% mortgages probably are, you know, around 5% now. So the buffer made pretty good sense at that point. Uh, so for assessing those kind of debts, the, the whole point is to try and prevent uh, households from becoming over-indebted um, so that the budget can still withstand uh, those kind of increases. But I guess the concern um, that some have, uh, myself included, is if we're near uh, a very high uh, interest rate or at least uh, hopefully we're near the peak of where those rises are going to, uh, then you sort of have to question, you know, what is the value of an additional 3% buffer? Because the the flip side would be, you know, what's the probability that we're going to have an additional 3% on top of the cash rate where we are right now? Uh, I suppose it's it's possible, but uh, it seems pretty unlikely. So... You're saying those already in the property market, existing mortgage borrowers, shouldn't be subject to the same buffer as those looking to enter it? Is that the sort of distinction we should be drawing? Look, that's that's an emerging sort of view, and it's one that I support because, uh, I mean, the funny thing is you've still got a mortgage. You know, it's a 30-year product for most people, you know, whether or not you refinance it. But it's not as though you have to pass that test every year. And, and you know, if you fail it, do you magically lose your mortgage? No. Uh, so I think that the fear is that uh, if all of a sudden uh, you can't afford the mortgage that you've got or say you can get a better rate that's even one whole percent better than uh, your current rate, you actually can't move to the new lender because uh, you won't pass the the serviceability test uh, to do so. Uh, And that's like this concept of being stuck, you know, with the lender that you've got uh, at the price that you're 
uh, that you're locked in at at the moment. Uh, so I think for existing mortgages, uh, you know, in credit risk in general, if, if a borrower is making good repayments, say they've got two years of good history, uh, that's usually a factor you take into consideration as a lender. Uh, so, you know, the buffer is one of those things you have in place because you don't know this borrower and you want to make sure that it's safe to lend to them, that you're going to get your money back, et cetera. Uh, but taking into account repayment history, you'd sort of say, well, should there not be a difference between uh, an existing mortgage product and not lending new money uh, versus uh, a whole new mortgage to a, a new borrower completely who doesn't have that history? So you think the current buffer rules actually are, are leading to people being stuck? It's possible uh, because it applies to both uh, new lending but also refinancing. And I think for a lot of people who are shopping around at the moment, as a lot of brokers have sort of attested to, uh, you know, people are running into this problem where they can't refinance because they're not meeting the, the serviceability test uh, at today's rate plus 3% on top of that. APRA has the power to change the buffer, but if they did, could they send the wrong signal to the market? Is that is that the catch with this? Uh, that is that is possible. I mean, it's it's a really tricky one because uh, you know the RBA got into um, some hot water in the sense that there was a forward uh, prediction, you know, that rates were not going to start going up for the foreseeable future. Uh, and I suppose on the one hand, the buffer is supposed to be countercyclical, so that means if we're near the top of the the, the credit. Uh, cost cycle, um, then we would like to see the buffer come down so that it supports uh, lending in the current environment uh, in a safe sort of way. Um, but the funny thing is, if the uh, sorry, if APRA uh, does amend the buffer, then it sort of does send a signal that uh, they believe that the RBA is uh, looking at uh, not increasing a whole lot further. Uh, and you know, if the market perceives that as oh, APRA knows something that we don't, then that'll start to get priced into credit markets. So I guess that's one of the issues that needs to be grappled with. But at the same time, for the buffer to be fit for purpose, uh, it should really take into account you know how high could things actually get. There are calls this morning uh, from the ACTU, the trade union movement, for instance, for the RBA to press pause on further rate hikes. What do you think of that approach? Look, I think it's a complex one and uh, it's central banks globally have a similar sort of problem because uh, we can't have you know, particularly low rates in Australia if the rest of the world that we trade with, that our banks borrow from, uh, are at particularly high rates because there'll be pressure on the Aussie dollar uh, and the ripple effects can be quite substantial. Notwithstanding, uh, you know, the big issue, of course, is inflation and is it you know coming down fast enough? So I think there are sort of divergent views on that. What we do know is, of course, that the cash rate itself is is often referred to in economics as a, a blunt instrument uh, in that it affects many parts of the economy at the same time, uh, some in fairly severe sort of fashions. Uh, so to use that tool, uh, you know, to grow household wealth, for example, or to uh, grow or shrink asset prices, including housing, uh, is going to come at a cost to a lot of other people uh, and businesses within the economy. So uh, so anything you do with the cash rate is going to have uh, a wide and far-reaching sort of impact. Um, so I think it's difficult to sort of say, you know, it has to stop rising, et cetera, because it's got to take into account uh, all of those various uh, moving parts. But at the same time, uh, the average Australian household uh, has to deal with more market risk than most households around the world. 
uh, in the sense that we've all got well, mostly we've got variable rates in this country, and that's the the standard sort of product. Mm. Uh, in other parts of the world, like the US, uh, most households would have uh, a fixed rate, maybe for 15 years. Often, the mortgage gets sold together with the house, uh, so you've got certainty around your repayments from month to month. But uh, we've got this idiosyncrasy here that uh, we're willing to lump households with uh, having to manage uh, rises and falls uh, in the cash rate. Yeah. Oh, it's such an interesting topic and so difficult for so many people right now. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. UNSW adjunct professor and former APRA senior bank analyst, John Paul Monk, and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app. Hello again, podcasters. Just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories that help explain economics in a way that us non-economists can understand, I recommend The Money. Give it a try. It's easy to find on the ABC Listen app.